0: But as we know yesterday, the power and gas giant uh, Origin Energy is set to sell 100% of its stake in the Beetaloo Basin. Now, they announced that they're shifting their focus to greener energy and they will lose uh, apparently or reportedly between 70 to $90 million after taxes. So the 775 percentage stake will be picked up by Tamboran Resources. Now, joining me on the line to tell us a little bit more about their reaction uh, to this announcement is Kirsty Howie, who is indeed from the Environment Centre here in the Northern Territory. Good morning to you,
1: Kirsty. Good morning, Katie, and hi to all your listeners.
0: Kirsty, what was your reaction to this announcement yesterday?
1: Well, uh, it's absolutely huge news, and I was somewhat surprised, as I think a lot of Territorians were, um, because it, it's really bad news for the viability of fracking the Beetaloo Basin. Origin is the biggest player in the Beetaloo Basin. It's been there for a long time and it's really been the anchor that holds um, you know, the viability of the Beetaloo Basin together. And so to have Origin suddenly selling out at this stage, just before where apparently according to the Territory Government moving to production is a, a huge sign that things are not well with fracking the Beetaloo Basin. And indeed we would say it's probably the beginning of the end of fracking in the Beedaloo Basin.
0: So you reckon that that this is going to mean that, uh, you know, that the other the other businesses or the other interests that are there in the Beedaloo right now could indeed pull out?
1: I think that it's very difficult to make the case that this industry is viable without origin. We've got some other players still there. One of them's quite large, that's Santos, um, but there's some other smaller companies... Tamborin included, who are operating there. Now, they're just not capitalised to the same extent. They don't have the money and the investment uh, to uh, existing there to be able to proceed full steam ahead with this industry. And so we think that there's real questions about whether this industry is going to move ahead at all and whether these companies, Imperial, Tamborin amongst them, are going to be packing their bags and getting out of the beetle loop as well. And we know that this is a shift that's happening worldwide. Fossil well, fuel extraction is on the way out. I mean, and it's new industries that are
0: coming in. I know that it has uh, indeed, you know, been a port of contention for quite some time in terms of uh, fracking, whether it was going to go ahead or exactly how it will go ahead uh, in the Beedaloo Basin. Um there are obviously environmental concerns. There will be some listening this morning, though, as well, who are thinking, well, uh, if, we, um, if we aren't going to be fracking some of that gas from the Beetaloo, what does it mean for
1: Australia and the Northern Territory's energy supplies? Oh Well, look, I think the Northern Territory's energy supplies are well and truly secured, um, we know that there's an agreement uh, between E and I and the Northern Territory government supplying the territory's energy. And frankly, the claims about the Beetaloo Basin gas going to the east coast are, are, are grossly exaggerated. We know that Beetaloo gas is actually going to come to Darwin and be exported or uh, turned into petrochemicals manufacturing in Darwin Harbour. Uh, that's what the plan for Beetaloo gas is. It's got nothing to do to do with the east coast market. So I don't think people have anything to fear with respect to energy security in the Northern Territory or indeed across Australia. Those claims are vastly overinflated.
0: Now, last time you and I spoke, we were speaking about um, the development there at Middle Arm or the proposed development at Middle Arm. I know last week uh, we spoke on the show to the Minister Eva Lawler about that development and what she said is a consultation process which has indeed now started. Uh, What do you think this announcement yesterday means when you talk about the development of middle arm?
1: Look, it's got huge consequences for middle arm, seismic consequences for middle arm, because that development, and the government doesn't like to say this very much, as I pointed out on your show previously, it's about gas. And it's about creating and, and uh, you know, manufacturing petrochemicals using fracked gas from the Beedaloo Basin. It's, it's about finding another market for that Beedaloo gas. And we know that the health impacts of these kinds of facilities elsewhere can be very harmful. So the fact that the Beedaloo is now looking extremely shaky, shakier than it ever has been, means that the full support of this middle-arm development by the Northern Territory Government is beginning to look very, very foolish indeed. Not only is it going to cause potential health impacts to people living in Palmerston and Darwin, because this is heavy, heavy industry, but... There may not be an economic case for it at all. And I will mention as well that, of course, the, ter- the federal government had promised $2 billion for this of taxpayer money for this uh, particular development. And you've really got to question how sensible that decision is if the beetle isn't going to get up and running so... It's a house of cards, Katie. Yes. And it's starting to fall apart.
0: Well, and it's like, I think it's such, you know, it's so interesting, no matter where you, you know, like what your beliefs are when it comes to, to gas or, or where you sort of stand. And I guess the other really interesting aspect of this is um, when you look at the fact that just a, you know, just a couple of years ago, or probably 18 months ago, the Northern Territory government, of course, had their, um, their Terse report or the Turk report, yeah. uh, which did look at diversifying the Northern Territory's economy as we, as we move forward. And a huge part of that was indeed uh, gas and the gas industry. Um, I mean, where do you think that sort of lands us? Do you think that when we look at things like renewables that we're going to be able to still diversify the economy in the same way?
1: So, look, I've been heartened to hear the Chief Minister, frankly, distancing herself From the gas industry in recent comments to the media and emphasizing the importance of renewables for the northern territory and i think that's the right way to go but absolutely katie the territory economic reconstruction commission had a huge focus on gas it was our own sort of mini gas fired recovery with andrew liveris at the helm and andrew liveris of course recommended this petrochemicals facility in middle arm and the opening up of the beetle basin and that's beginning to look extremely outdated and, uh, and a really bad economic choice and direction for the Northern Territory. So uh, there's a lot of questions about that report and whether it should really just be binned and we go down a path that is actually genuinely sustainable, which we think is what the Chief Minister actually wants now.
0: And do you think that that is still going to be something that, um, that can build the economy? When you look at those renewables, is it something that we can really um, you know, hang our hats on for diversifying the economy?
1: Look, I think that we can. Uh, it's obviously the case that we've got some quite major projects um, that are in the pipeline, including, of course, the Sun Cable project. What we haven't really seen here in the Territory, though, is the same level of investment in renewable energy by the government and, and by the taxpayer uh, that we've seen for gas. And I believe that if we shifted that focus, squarely to renewables. We could see huge amounts of jobs in the Territory um, and including in remote communities. We have the opportunity to completely transform our economy and become a renewable superpower and export that energy. They're the kinds of things we should be doing, not tying ourselves to dying industries that are on their way out and clearly aren't viable even with huge amounts of taxpayer money.
0: Now, before I let you go this morning, what's the latest on the uh, legal challenge over Santos's
1: Barossa gas project? Oh, well, I've got some exciting news. Um, of course, uh, that case was heard a few weeks ago by the federal court, and it related to it was the Tiwi Islanders' challenge to uh, not seem as approval of that Uh, of that drilling project offshore north of the Tiwi Islands and the judgment will be delivered on Wednesday by the Federal Court. And not only that, it will be live streamed. So there'll be an opportunity for people to be able to to watch that um, and I'm sure it will be, uh, you, you know, you'll be able to see it online and on television. Well, we'll probably catch up with you again then in the near future by the sounds of it, Kirsty. No worries. Thanks so much, Katie.
0: Thank you. We appreciate your time.